Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. I am Lee from the D. And I'm, I'm Shay. I'm here. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, actually. And this week, we take a dive into the history of the early aughts with a little bit of a stroll through Y2K fashion, the tackiest Wait. brand of hats, bags, and clothing I've ever seen. Uh... Von Dutch, the curse of Von Dutch, rather, the curse that cursed us all. Yes, but before we do that, also, I am not trying to do the opening scene from Belly. My light just cut off for whatever reason. Oh, just write uh, it. It looks, it looks interesting. Does it though? Because you can't see me. No, seriously, it does. Like, I love that type of lighting, especially with black people that like really deep blue lighting. Yeah, my LEDs are on, but my like actual light cut off. My like, you know, whatever. I'm fixing it. But before we get into that, I do have a fun reality connection that I didn't even know was a connection. So I bought a pair of shoes recently. Um, and I find out that the designer of said shoes was on Real Chance Love or whatever. That show with Real and Chance that was on VH1. Not the one that, not the reboot. Not the zoo. No, the one that was on VH1 with real and chance. So the girl, they're Jessica Rich shoes. The girl who, who I, you trying to figure what out. What was her name on? Um, her yeah. name was Rabbit on the show. Hold on. Jessica Rich, AKA Rabbit from Real Chance at Love shoe line. They're really cute shoes. They were just a little bit too high for what I needed them for. But I saw some others that I'm definitely interested in getting. No, not on Chrome. She looks familiar. I like, I vaguely remember her. I never watched that show. So I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing until um, an account that I follow on Instagram um, posted another girl who was on that show wearing her shoes. her shoes. Like, oh, she's supporting her former castmate. I was like, castmate? What the hell are you talking about? So, of course, I had to look into things and figure out that's, that's what's happening. So that's fun. I was like, oh, this is a fun, unexpected reality TV connection that I wasn't looking for. <laughs> Well, if you weren't turned into six degrees of Kevin Bacon, Gwyneth Paltrow is also wearing this young lady's shoes. And also her great aunt is Patty LaBelle. <laughs> like biological aunt. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold up. Your great aunt is Patty LaBelle and your family lets you go on a real chance at love. I mean- A real chance of love. Listen, she got her bag however she got her bag. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Her I shoes guess. are sold at you know, I bought them shoes at Nordstrom. So clearly, the reality TV connection oh, is okay. done for because the shoes is in Nordstrom. She's going to be or at the... Reality at, TV? She's going to be at the Nordstrom here doing a, like, meet the designer thing. I just got an email okay. about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, perfect segue. Speaking of reality TV, we were uh, this week covering the... Curse of Von Dutch, once again, one of the tackiest clothing lines that uh, gave birth to an even more offensive clothing line. 
uh, Ed Hardy, for those of you who don't know. Yes. Now, but many of us say, first came across Von Dutch via The Simple Life and Cribs, um, making all of those MTV VH1 shows. I definitely. And Fox. I will say I definitely had my knockoff Von Dutch because I was in high school and could not afford an $80 trucker hat. No. But I definitely had my knockoff version. And then remember... <laughs> This is, I'm really about to age myself, but remember when the Von Dutch craze spun into that weird line of like handbags that said like Mrs. Timberlake or Mrs. Whoever, and it was like in the same logo, but they sold them at like Claire's and shit. You remember that? Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. Like it was, (laughs) I saw, so I saw, I went to one of the last shows I went to before COVID said, get y'all ass in the house, was a Justin Timberlake show. And I saw a girl carrying one of those handbags. And I was like, I really hope the bitches had this since like 2001. Because that would be- I mean, she's, she had to. She had to. I hope she didn't like order it special. I really hope this is her one from high school. Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There are many a thing that should stay in 2001 and anything related to Von Dutch should. Oh, I agree. That shit is tacky. Completely. It's so sad. Completely. Um, I remember being a kid. There was one that I enjoyed. Enjoyed, like it's a glass of a fine William at Valley Pino. There's one uh, Von Dutch hat that I wanted. And it was just it was just black on black, obviously, because all I wear is black. Yeah. And when my mother saw the price, she was like, no. You know what I got? I got my grandfather's UAW trucker hat. I did like the the black leather ones. But again, I was in high leather. school. I, had like- I don't understand why we were so fascinated with leather hats. I don't the know. shit was always hot. It was hot, but it, it was, was hot. hot. But Your it was face break though. out. You got sweat pouring down. The thing the is, hat but- smells. Yes, it smells. It was hot. It's a. Why are we doing leather hats? But. When you walk into the club, you look really good. And then you have to immediately- No, you look hot because you've been drinking too. No, no, no. You don't wear it in the club. You just wear it I constantly was sweating. No, I was constantly sweating. It'd be the middle of the winter. That was my winter hat one year. It was the middle of the winter and I was still fucking sweating. I didn't really wear hats at the time where this was like a thing. Although I did like them, hats weren't really like, I I wear hats more now than I did then. Oh, I just, I think I've always just kind of worn hats. Well, yeah, you've always been wanting to wear hats. I had yeah. to find- My head gets cold. I had you, to so find- So you think a leather hat would be a good idea? See- Sorely one, mistaken. One, I've always worn weave. My head ain't never cold. But I mean, that's just a hat. That's just a fur hat. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just a fur hat. That's but it. It's like, I've always worn weave. And you know, I've always had a head full of hair. So it's like, my head ain't never cold. I just had to find a style of hat that worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Von Dutch attempted, just the brand in and of itself, um, when they first started doing the trucker hats and to hit the mainstream, they attempted to try and create um, hats that were very unique for everyone. Yeah, It was the way how um, people expressed themselves, followed by also, and they showed it, and I screamed, was like, 
this is the worst article of clothing I've ever seen. Um, you remember those Von Dutch denim skirts? Yes. Awful. With Terrible. those wide ass belt loops. <laughs> Terrible. Tear a bell. The the weird thing about them, and this is, it was a skirt I never could wear because mama's always been thick. They were so short that the waistband was essentially the entire skirt. That's it. (laughs) And flat. Yes. Flat. It was like the the skirt itself was fit to a dress form. Modged, podged, multiple times. It was was flat and stiff. Yeah, like it never the thing because like you can't do true old school stiff denim, the kind of denim that you have to wear and loosen up. You can't do a skirt in that. No. And that's what they tried to do. But also because it was so flat, it didn't fit most people. If you weren't built like Paris Hilton, it didn't yeah, that's it. You. If you were a Paris Hilton, a Nicole Richie, a Lindsay, a Lahan, even a, uh, uh, oh my goodness, Whitney Houston. That was, I don't know why that was so hard to get out. I mean, um, she did She did wear that skirt. She did. Well, because, okay. So let's just have a general discussion about the Von Dutch documentary. Yeah, because um, it's like, we don't need to go point Because it's more than just the clothing, which I found was interesting. We got to meet like all 12 creators of yeah, Von that's Dutch. The thing. So that's the thing about it. Like I knew, okay, so I knew a little bit about Von Dutch's history, right? I knew it was yeah. some controversy around who the actual creator was, which we still don't know because they all claim it. Yeah, because there was even a point in time where Christian Adige was claiming creator, even though he wasn't brought in until well after. That's what we, that's what we saw. Right. That's the thing is because he was the one that was like the face of the designer. Yeah, because he started chasing the celebrities. He became really good friends with Michael Jackson. Remember that period of time where Michael Jackson only wore Von Dutch and Ed Hardy? It was a weird time. That, and it was. Like he was the the clout chaser, so he's the one we saw. So he's the one we were told created the whatever the brand or whatever. But it's like when you think about, it's like when you go through the history for the for this brand to turn into what it did, being that you know every like they were dressing Britney Spears for her tour and. You see pictures that like it was essentially the wardrobe for the simple life. And you know, you see like Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z and Beyonce and all these like celebrities wearing it for it to have turned into that. You would never know the roots was like a drug front. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yes. it all started as a way to like wash money for Coke dealers. You know what? I'm just going to be honest with everybody because it's going to be an obvious interruption. My grocery order is late. And this nigga just texted me and said, still coming. I apologize. I took a few too many orders uh, at the last hour. And your stuff is staying nice and cold, though. (laughs) It is 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. This is supposed to be here by between 5 and 6. And I'm usually not that impatient. But if y'all hear my phone ringing and I disappear, this is why. So boom, yeah, Let's just get it out the way. Um, 
So the video podcast is very new to us. You guys know this. It just started. So we're still working on the video editing. I'm not very good at this. So there will be these interruptions in the video. It is what it is. Y'all are here. We're growing together. We're learning it's, and growing look, together. It's real life. You niggas are adults. You're fine. Some of you, look, some of you probably listen to this taking a shit right now. Don't wipe your ass. Wash your hands and make yourself a good fucking breakfast. Yeah, AM shit. But Von Dutch was <laughs> Von Dutch is just a time capsule of how tacky and offensive the early aughts were, the early 2000s. It is, but it's also like getting past the brand, looking at kind of all the because like everybody always wonders, like, how did he just disappear? Well, I mean, somebody was murdered, and then like in addition to a murder happening because like one of the all right we'll get there sorry I don't want to jump there yet but it's if we start in the beginning it did start as a way to wash money for drug dealers essentially yeah it also it started as like a piece so yeah wash money from drug dealers but the aesthetic was supposed to be like this pull from 1960s counterculture Americana like the safe space for white people let's be honest yeah (laughs) the place where the white elderly thrive essentially because it's like Von Dutch is the name of an actual artist so the name didn't like come out of nowhere it was yeah it it, it was inspired by an artist but this was even born out of another brand which was called um Bronx it Bronze Age was Bronze Age I almost said Bronx Alley and I was like that is not it (laughs) yeah it's it's Bronze Age like so Bronze Age was the original brand and it was like a skate brand and you know it was there it was a counterculture brand but it was one of the first ones that kind of took its image and look from um urban culture black folk yes black people black folk. it yes it's a gift from black people yeah. and black and hispanic people and so and it was like the first counterculture like skate surf brand i'd say more surf brand because it's a california thing that reflected mm-hmm. the non-white surfers and skaters and things of that nature because I mean you know we always had like billabong but that shit was corny looking who you I forgot I was around white people billabong was a moment it was a thing it is another surf brand but it's for the like billabong is more the stereotypical California surfer like that's who they service, right? So like the, okay. the very white, like um, whatever dude, like that. So guy. like the, the Zach brand Morris in the early two thousand. It's very much for the Zach Morris's of the world, right? Yeah. It where your Pac Sun crowd. Yeah. So it's Billabong, it's Pac Sun, it's the free anime. Yeah. Not what they are now. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that Billabong still exists outside of Orlando, honestly. Because that's the only place I've seen one in ages. 
the only thing that exists outside of Re- uh, Orlando is reality. You are correct. <laughs> because in Orlando, I was sitting in a chair made of donuts. So, I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> but it's, so Bronze Age was the alternative to that. They are the first brand to sell the longer shorts and the graphic tees and, you know, kind of the more streetwear inspired. Well, they weren't shorts. They were just longer shorts. No, a board shorts. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. like a board short. And, you know, and like looser. Because remember, surf shorts were tight. They were tight and they were tiny. They were tight and short. Like, that was the, the vibe up until, like, 98, 99? 97, it's, 98, 99? Like, it's funny to be talking about, like surfing and surf like somewhat of surf culture today because it's a co-worker of mine on sunday her her mother actually asked well not asked her mother said hey i'm gonna go surfing are you coming this is her mother she's been once in her entire life she's like i'm gonna do it again and i think her mother's in her like 60s so it just brought that oh, uh. right she's like yeah my mother's asking like where to go surfing and actually in orlando I was like, girl, don't go to Orlando. I mean, I don't mind Orlando. I thought I've had I have a good time, but I have family there. Like Florida overarchly, when I live there, hell the fuck now. But if you go to certain places in Florida with the right people, you can have a good time. But just don't I stay mean, just don't say have a good time and it, you have a good time anywhere. The question is, will okay. you make it back alive? Well, nowadays, you can't be gay when you go to Florida either, so... Don't say it. Don't say it. Miami is fucked. Just, right, right. <laughs> All these little gay boys breaking out their Von Dutch hats because Kylie Jenner wore it back in 2016. Yeah. So, I have a trucker hat. that I actually Trucker hat or a Von Dutch trucker hat? No, no, no. It's not a Von Dutch. Okay, so, it's- okay. It's from a brand called Gangsters by Flowers. It my hat says Thugs Cry. I literally wore it yesterday. <laughs> I wear that hat. Okay, that's cute. Time. But it's like it's so I mean trucker hats maybe I are coming back. They are, but I don't know that Von Dutch is ever gonna happen again. It will. It will. It's inevitable. I mean, I um, think was, I think it's gonna happen in the sense of like a collaboration with a Forever 21. Or H&M, something along those lines. But it will still like be back that. in the consciousness. And I say that because FUBU has a collaboration with Forever 21 out right now. No. And I was like, so is it safe to say it's no longer for us? For us? It was, oh, God. There is a FUBU collection in Forever 21. I have not, I haven't Hold been up. to Forever 21 in quite a while, so I don't Hold know what up. this looks like, but if y'all want to investigate, have fun. FUBU Forever 21 collection. You, Why is this a thing? Are you really looking at this? <laughs> Amazing products to shop, F21 and FUBU today. It will come back, um, especially with, uh, so not their initial main, designer their main designer was mark carcel mark carcel mark cassell uh, who cassell who we just see like smoking black tar heroin up and through the entire fucking documentary yeah yeah when i saw that shit i was like what in the fuck is this? i was really why i was like is this shit 
are we doing this? Like when he did it the first time I said, oh, okay, so I know the ride I'm on. Like yeah. this this is a ride. Now this also, this documentary is on Hulu if y'all want to watch it. It's like a three-part miniseries type situation. In the first like 10 minutes, he's like smoking heroin. Like he's like, why? it's wild. I was like, okay, so we're on a ride. Okay, now Shay, just to double back for a quick sec. This Fubu collection looks like no dead stock. It looks like it's just been sitting in the warehouse for all these years, and they're like, bitch, we vintage. Throw it in Forever 21. Because it looks the exact same. Like, I halfway want to look at it and see if it's stuff I want to buy, but it's I not. don't want to go it's down not. that rabbit hole. That's not really my aesthetic anymore. Like, I did that aesthetic already. I don't need to revisit it. I'll let the babies act like this shit is new. My dad had FUBU. If these niggas start coming out with Carl Kanai, I'm all Oh, Carl Kanai's already come back. I, I I just had on a Carl Kanai shirt the other day. It's They had a collection with pretty little things. Y'all gotta let, y'all gotta let sleeping dogs lie. Y'all gotta let sleeping dogs lie. I have a Carl Kanai oversized Bitch. hockey jersey dress that I wear all the time. They have a denim mini skirt. There was also just a Sean John collection. Why are we doing this again? With Boohoo, I think. I saw that too. And I was like, why I don't are we like what are we that the early what are we doing? fashion is coming back? Because that was like the worst period in fashion. We were confused. It truly was. It was like we all wore too many clothes. Shit didn't make no sense. We used Shit to was dress large. like cherries to go to the club. Nothing made sense at that time. Like it's a no, and club and pencil skirts. We had if all I see another white woman in a peasant layer. top, I'm gonna lose my mind. It's it's I keep seeing these in these roost. Do you remember those roost peasant tops with a little frill around the neckline? Yeah. Brooklyn Cat just one. No. No, she, she's very into it. You tell her she can buy it with her own money. Mama had the other day. They had they went to school. She they had like I'm their sorry, his dumbass in the background gonna go. Period. <laughs> <laughs> they had their their hundred day at school, and she had and this was her choice. This is what she wanted. A spaghetti, you know those spaghetti strap dresses, those shapeless ass dresses that we used to wear yeah. in the two thousand over t-shirts. That's what they have on the Forever Twenty One Fubu collection. That's what she was wearing to school, but she had the the matching cardigan, the like bolero cardigan, that one button joint that matches. She was wearing yeah. that with it. And she's like, oh, I can't wait for spring when I can wear this with my sandals. And I'm looking at her and like my friend's kid. And I was like, y'all are just like I did in like junior high and high school. It's terrifying. And honestly, it is. I'm going to say this. It's disgusting that this shit is coming back because it was already tacky back. Right? It was ugly it was then. Back. That's, there's a but, reason why don't none of us post pictures from that time. That shit was right. like, yeah. <laughs> but why are we doing like, like why are we back to doing oh, oh my god it looked like a velour sweatsuit and I just I mean I don't know how to handle this velour sweatsuits are a thing again baby fat is selling again well maybe she might be going to jail I don't know if she going but her nigga might be going, going. her nigga might be going though 
Wait. Speaking of jail. (laughs) So he started, he, you know, Mark Cassell started Brian's Age and it was this whole thing. And then he goes to jail on a drug charge because he's funding this shit with the money he's getting from selling cocaine. Yeah. So he go down for what? Seven years or something like that? Like I think it was four. Yeah, it was like four to seven, something like that. He's in jail, but he's still, because he he's working with uh, the Hispanic guy's name is escaping me. Bobby, Bobby Vaughn. Bobby, that's his name. He's yeah. working with Bobby Vaughn, and because he's working with him, who he he's, he has his own issues. We'll talk about him in a second. But because he's working with him, Brian's age is still going. So, you know, it's still going. It's while he's in jail, there's still new stuff coming out. He's like, they're like doing weird promo things where he's like writing notes from jail and they're using it as promo. Like, yeah. Because they created he built a, a manifesto for the company. Like, right. While he's in jail. They created a whole like aura around the company where it was really like, See, we're the rebels and we're different and we're the the true and real authentic people. And it's like, if you want to be like, if you want to be respected, this is the brand. And this is, you know, and it, that they kind of created this like outlaw mystery rebel thing around them, which, yeah. which really did garner a loyal fan base. Now, the thing about a loyal fan base like that is that it's niche. It's small. So they wasn't yeah. really making <laughs> real money. Mark was trying to appeal more to like the motor, the the car and bike type person where Bobby was trying to make it more mainstream, exactly. trying to link it up with like Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. So still these kind of like renegade figures publicly. Yeah, these very um, like just in a different poster. lane. And he did. Yeah, it was like the people who listen to the music and the people who make the music. Yep, because while while Mark was in jail, Bobby, he made a connection with Tommy Lee, and we all remember and Pamela. So the cribs. <laughs> Bitch, was, okay, no fuck cribs. Bitch, when they talked about VIP, I yes, green, yes, that was the moment I was like, all right, let me give this a shot because if we're talking, if we're bringing up Pamela Anderson in the VIP. I am always I mean, here for he got He got his clothes on her show. He did. Yeah. And through his connection to Pamela Anderson, he made it. To, now he was connected. She connected him with Tommy Lee because even though they were divorced by this time. Yeah. The Tommy Lee episode of Cribs, the first time I remember seeing Ron Dutch. And I remember this episode so clearly because I was like, did y'all walk into the middle of a party? Now. <laughs> Because I remember watching it like, I think this is a bad time. Because <laughs> there was so many people <laughs> yeah, I think this is a bad time. <laughs> you should probably ask if you can come back later. There was so many people at his house. Now I know that Bobby set all that up like to yeah for the brand. And it was like, he gave Tommy Lee a Von Dutch t-shirt because Tommy Lee changed shirts during yeah. the episode. He changed out of the shirt he was wearing into the Von Dutch shirt. And then they put sticker graphics on all the girls' shirts oh, the girls tank to tops. make it look like they all had on Von Dutch. But this was the first time I saw it. And I was like, what is this brand? I was so confused. 
I honestly thought it I remember seeing that. I just thought it was like a Coles brand. I I was <laughs> like, you I remember Route 66? Honestly, I thought it was like his own personal brand because that was the time that every artist had everybody a had a clothing brand. Yeah. So I just assumed it was just his. And because I was in Ohio at the time, they just didn't sell it there. That's a, which that's isn't a far off assumption. Like it's not that no, not at all out of the realm of possibility, right? Especially with like him being like for real, for real, the first real celebrity with the Von Dutch like yep. name brand something on. Like, yeah, I would have assumed it too. Cause yeah, you had what fetish? Because everybody had a brand. Fat, it was like that was farm. kind of rock aware, fat farm, Chandra, rock aware, fetish. Yeah. Um, it was just before G Unit had Jennifer Lo- uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Didn't Jennifer Love Hewitt have a clue? Brand. I feel like she did at like Anthropology. Not Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Lopez. No, Jennifer Lopez did. But I also feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt has something at like Anthropology or something. Like the, remember when she used to wear those skinny scars? I feel like she had a line of those skinny scars at like Anthropology or something. I swear to God, if those skinny scars come back, I'm going to take one of my strangle every last one of you motherfuckers. The skinny scars are already back. What are you talking about? Stop it. They're stupid. Just get a full you scarf or don't wear one. Exactly. Get a real scarf or don't put one on because what are we doing here? That's getting like, oh, I'm cold. So this part of your neck is warm. You dumb twat. Yeah. It's like the skin. And then you wear it with like tank tops. Like, what are we doing? What's happening here? It's like a camisole. It's a camisole <laughs> top with the lace trim. No sense. Why did we oh layer camisoles? Why did on we layer polos? Everything. Yo, for real, I was waiting for I was waiting for the, the footage from early 2000s Disney because a lot of those Disney kids always wore my Dutch hats. Yeah. And plus you had like the button up with the camisole top and in a mm-hmm. cardigan sweater with long sleeves we... and a skinny scarf, a <laughs> slim fit bell-bottom jean and sandals. We wore so Fuck many off. clothes, and then you had to have that wide ass belt that sat at that awkward place on your waist. It like wasn't your hips, but it wasn't your natural waist either. Right. We wore so many clothes. Like, I just if you were somebody who had to like pay for laundry, I'm sure you were pissed. And it, this was always my thing too. It was so many clothes, but they were all so thin. None of them kept you warm. Nothing did anything. It was just a lot of thin-ass clothes. It was just a lot of thin-ass clothes. It was just a ton of... We wore like nine articles of thin-ass clothes. (laughs) Nothing made sense. In the world of Von Dutch, there's just a tank top and a jean skirt. And that's all they wore with a hat. And that hat would be... Hold on, wait a minute. Okay. So when they were talking about, oh, how do you wear your hat? And the video tutorials on how to wear the hat. And it's like that shit was doing like a Ray J challenge. Cause that's what I was about to say. That's exactly where I was about to go. That's exactly where I was about to go. Straight to fucking Ray J, who also wore Von Dutch. There it is. I'm pretty sure he wore Von Dutch in that last episode of uh, Moesha where Miles got kidnapped. I was, Miles was probably say, wearing Von Dutch too. Another, he was another early one on the Von Dutch train. But it this, would make friends that he's friends with. It would make sense that he's friends with what's his name, uh, Tracy Mills. Yeah, yeah. He, him, and Brandy were really early on the Von Dutch train because um, 
there was Tracy Mills. His brother was in the NBA and he worked with his brother in like this car, this car customization business. So he knew all these people because they would all bring their cars there. So the once Von Dutch wasn't with the drug dealers anymore and it was like we're not going step by step in this because it's so much that happened it would take forever to do that so y'all if y'all yeah. want step by step details y'all can just watch the documentary just because essentially the two original creators by one by one were pushed out by the yeah they were pushed out one by one by the person that had the money Tony because, Saracino invested yeah when yeah. they 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 needed money because they were spending so much like they were at magic and anybody who's in fashion knows it is expensive to get prime space at magic and they had this super but like their display was really cool but it was expensive as shit it was like yeah I think they said like 60,000 yeah. yeah like it was so expensive and it's like they didn't have the money, you know, like they're bleeding money because they're, it's like, they're putting all this out to look cool. Yeah. Try to reach this certain group of people, but the people that they're reaching is such a niche group that they're not making enough money to sustain their output. So they had to yeah. bring somebody in with money and he came in immediately spending, but in his spending, you know, the person with the money controls the business. If he cleaned he, house. He one by one pushed them all out. Yeah. Starting with well the three, because yeah, know, because we'll get into that white dude too. There was the other guy because when it switched from the reason it switched from Bronze Age to Von Dutch was because Mark Cassell brought in the this other guy who's I don't know why their names are are like escaping me right now. I just watched this earlier. I don't know why their names are not um sticking. Mark Cassell bought in bed Ed Bed Ed Bashwell Bashmill and Bobby Barn. Yeah. Not together separately for separately. different reasons in different in different ways. Right. But the guy Ed is the one who introduced kind of brought like they knew yeah. who Dutch was but he really like really educated them on well, I Von think he Dutch said he was the primary license holder even before the brand had actually yeah, started and that was the other thing he was he had yeah. already bought the license because he knew he wanted to do something because he was such a fan of this man's art because the artist himself troubles aside <laughs> was really like he was like a hot rod artist he was the kind of the first one doing like pinstriping on cars and boards yeah. and that kind of stuff so he was very much tapped into the culture that they were trying to attract anyway they started as you know like we said a surfer brand a hot rod brand a, this very niche street culture brand is how they even got their start so it makes sense that the the street the like street culture artist is kind of their inspiration as mm-hmm. to how we got to where we are yeah so it's and then it like when the guy with the money came in he systematically pushed them out one by one he got rid of the motherfuckers one by one. And that's but they ended the, up bringing Tracy and Christian Otterjay. And Otterje that's when he brought in on. Tracy and Christian Otterjay and they started chasing celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for Tracy, though, um, 
that brand, I will say this, if it wasn't for Tracy, I really feel like not only that brand, but also Ed Hardy in a way, shape, or fashion would be as successful as they ended up. Not at all. I don't think that they could have done even a quarter of what they did without Tracy. He was very, way more instrumental than even this documentary gave him credit for. And they really- Yeah, I was reading that. They really, they, they definitely let you know he was important, but they didn't give him the type they of They really credit. downplayed it. Yeah, they didn't they give really him the type of credit that he really deserved for what he did for that brand. It was funny. The celebrities even had it. It was funny watching this and seeing that fabled scene from being Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Where Whitney Houston in that green army hat and that yeah. white top, the same outfit that she goes, shut up, just shut up, shut up. Mm-hmm. That was the same episode, same day. That was See, the remember same. They her were going on their in. way to the Von Dutch store. That's it. That's it. They were leaving mm-hmm. the hotel to go to the Von Dutch store and seeing like her come in and then also being like, yeah, well, I mean, so their policy with celebrities were come in, you can get shit customized, take your shit for free, just wear take it in public. Whatever you like, want for no. free, just wear it. Yeah. Um, bitch walked out with one of everything. She did. Which when I saw that, I said, just like a nigga. I would have did the same. And then <laughs> and then you see that that see that I remember seeing like the paparazzi photos of like Paris and Nicole coming out of the Von Dutch store Always. with like five bags each. Yeah. Right before Always. the simple life started. I and remember ugly fucking hats. Yeah. The one with the flames all over it. Hated every ounce. And of the thing about it. it, I am glad that they included Dennis Rodman and Paris Hilton. I was like, why is he here? No, no, I no. figured he'd be too busy in North Korea to be anywhere near anything sensible. Listen, Dennis Rodman always have time. You're gonna put a camera in his face. It's- this nigga too busy trying to be the U.S. fucking. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. Never mind. Never if mind. I'm not gonna do it. In front of, he has time. But I'm glad they included them because those two. Yeah, we saw the other people, but those two were really the, when you think about early 2000s fashion, you automatically think Paris Hilton. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes. More often than not, a lot of the, like, she was, she was the first person I remember seeing in, like, a juicy tracksuit. She was the first person I remember seeing wearing Ugg boots on a regular basis. She, I'm not gonna lie to you. By the time that I saw Paris Hilton in any of that shit, I had already seen like, how do I say this? I'm not like I'm actual not, celebrities. I mean, at the time, she was an actual celebrity. You know what I mean? But you like, know me. I people always, that actually like. Yeah, I know. I know work. But you know, I've always followed like the even the early fashion blog. Yeah, and with with that, when it comes to like early two thousand, like that type of stuff, I always saw her first. She kind of has become like the poster of early two thousands. No, she's fashion. definitely become like the like face like of that Y two K. Not even just fashion, 
but that error of Y2K. Like, it's kind yeah, of like, she's just been the face of that. But she was every fucking way. She was. She was. And then one night in Paris happened, and that just yeah. took I, her and Kim K. Mm-hmm. That shit happens, and it takes it over the fucking edge. Mm-hmm. Never understood it. Never understood it. She said that, that that essentially was her and Nicole's uniform on The Simple Life. It was. And it was funny seeing that, like, cow, the cow. Like, I remember one. that episode. I didn't yeah, watch say. I didn't really watch I was like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about this. Yeah, I didn't really watch The Simple Life because they both kind of annoyed me. But I do remember seeing that particular episode because somebody around me did like that show. So yeah, I the whole watching, show was just like. A I, was, I think I might have watched it with you. Like it's. Oh no, I doubt that. Because when I watched this, I was with very, very specific people, and we were mm-hmm. doing very specific substances, and it was highly entertaining. Mushrooms. It was highly entertaining on mushrooms. However, any other trying to consume it any other way just does not work. I remember being. Inti- I remember being annoying in- shit like some form of intoxicated when I saw that, which is probably why I automatically attribute it to you. (laughs) No, you would have to be like some kind of like lit drunk. Yeah, I remember being some type of intoxicated when I did watch this. Because I remember trying to figure out why they don't understand how to milk cows. I was like, I learned how to milk a cow in like third grade. Also lived in the Midwest. (laughs) So, And that was the time where... So it obviously worked out in like Von Dutch's favor because that, that was the time where once again, it, that was the extreme, I would say kind of another like counter quote unquote culture boom. Yeah. Granted it was a, a uh, regressive. But it's also, if you think about when Von Dutch happened, this was the time. It was 2000. Where, but this is also the time where, cause it's, I watched, <laughs> I watched an extremely goofy movie last night yeah and um that also came out in 2000 and i remember this is the time when we were like obsessed with extreme sports the x game that's it's extreme era that's why i call it like yeah it, it very was much counter-culture was extreme area so like, all no. the, the counterculture stuff was mainstream you go from like well i won't say counterculture you go from the 90s being more so that we're um on television music um, in all the media that we were consuming, one, we were seeing more black bodies, more brown bodies than ever. We were having and um, experiencing uh, difficult conversations, actual conversations. We were talking about AIDS and HIV and abortion and all these mm-hmm. things. And then we go to the 2000s and it's hot girls. Hot girls. <laughs> it's like... That's it. Hot girls. The ass and doing in the most in the smallest clothes ever everything was super low waist or super so teeny small. tiny it's low like, rises low wages and that's and <laughs> everything was low and that's why i say like the early 2000s were very unforgiving for people like me because again mama's always been thick low rise jeans and these thighs were never friends <laughs> i will say that early 2000s um so Von Dutch, even at that time, like they don't talk about it, but there were a lot of like imitators and mm-hmm. that is when that early 2000s like patchwork shit kind of came back around. But they it was like inspired by 
all they of that. did mention that there was a point in time where they were the most counterfeited brand next to yeah. time. And it Thank makes God. sense because I think about everybody was wearing it. And I know everybody wasn't paying $80 for them hats. You know what I'm saying? Like literally you could not walk out your house and not see at least seven Von Dutch hats on your street. Like yeah. everybody was wearing it to the point of it was so oversaturated at a point that it just kind of like it literally immediately everybody no, just like everybody woke Bitch. up and just threw it away. This nigga just left my groceries outside. <laughs> While you were getting your groceries. This is the most ghetto shit that I have ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and yeah. I have spent the last 36 years of my black ass life living in Detroit. I've experienced many a ghetto item and thing. And but this, the this fact is that he insulting. left them on the porch is wild to me. <laughs> I want to see a picture because he did that shit like we fuck. Please send me a picture. I need to see. <laughs> it's like, do I know you? Did we fuck? Did I go shoot her? <laughs> He, he told you to come collect your things. <laughs> that shit felt personal as fuck. <laughs> that feels personal. Like, who does that? You didn't even buzz the door. You Why? just left them. Just left them sitting there. It was like, good night. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> he literally left your groceries as fair game for the hood. Like, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I said this shit was ghetto? <laughs> Anyway, back to Von Dutch and their nonsense. <laughs> it's okay. So, I mean, look at, it's kind of, Von Dutch was like a meteor, right? Like all of a sudden, after that Cribs episode, all of a sudden you saw Von Dutch literally every fucking where. Yeah. Yeah, and very much just, so. And then just as quickly, you never saw it again. Because the thing about oversaturation in fashion, and this has happened with other brands. I mean, hell, oversaturation almost killed Versace. Oh, yeah. Like. Well, that, and you know. Yes, that and Coke, but. Oh, I was thinking the death of Gianni, but that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have kept, even with the death of Gianni, it still could have been, yeah. All right, yeah. we're not talking about Versace. <laughs> but it's like... I'm just wondering if Lady Gaga's going to be in the Von Dutch movie as I mean, the woman who was smoking meth. Remember her? Yes. So... The <laughs> what the fuck is happening in this? It's There's a lot of drugs involved in this. Like, Bobby's ex... Bobby's baby mama, because I don't think they ever got married. No, I think they were just um, She together. was like a hardcore meth addict. Yeah. Although but she's she been 22 years sober. She looks good, too. I was going to say, she looks really good. Like, she looks she, really good. Like, nothing, like, you would never know. Even then, when she was, when they show pictures from then, she still looks good. But still she looks really, really good now. Yes, yeah, she's 22 yeah. years sober. And happy for her, glad for her. I'm glad for anybody who gets sober and stays that way. 
But yeah, yeah, you would never know that she had a like raging meth problem. Meanwhile, this no, and she literally... just talked about it so casually. But it, I guess, right. it's one of those things when you've already processed it, it's you process it, you've gotten through talk about and everything. And plus, but so much other traumatic shit happened beyond that. I mean, but there's also this the juxtaposition of this guy's actively doing heroin while we're talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then. Bobby's whole situation, he, right when he got involved with the clothing line, his friend killed somebody with his gun. Yeah. And there was that whole thing. And then, and that kind of, his loyalty to his friend for not snitching on him about whose gun it was kind of culminated in him killing his friend in self-defense. Yeah. And Bobby, not Bobby. Yeah, no, Bobby didn't do his time. No. In that case, he didn't do his time. Mark did it. And then Mark mm-hmm. comes back and fucks everything up. But well, not, like, I don't know. I can't say that. Excuse me. Because of the, it's like there was a loyalty level that he had to his friend. Yeah. Because he, you know, he didn't snitch on him when he could have. Mm-hmm. And he let him kind of go. So he kept him around. And then after they got pushed out of the brand. Yeah everybody went broke like he said they were like using payday loans to try to pay bills he ended up losing his house his son yeah everybody went broke everybody's credit got like yeah i ended up being homeless yeah they god damn like people were homeless and because of that it's like everybody was like antsy so his bobby's friend is like super antsy and depressed and going through all these emotions because they're literally struggling to survive. I'm also say this too. There are moments where listening to Bobby Vaughn, I keep wanting to call him Bobby Vance and I know it's not Bobby Vance. Bobby Vance is somebody here and it just kind of rolls off the tongue better. Bobby Vaughn, um, there were moments of like overt, like Bobby Vaughn emotional manipulation. Yeah. Where he was like, oh yeah, I would, Pull the clip out just enough so the bullet didn't load into the chamber and i would stand there with the gun in my mouth in front of my son and cry and pull the fucking trigger yeah why yeah why that's why with everything everybody said in this it this is the thing about this particular documentary right one everybody involved in this either a has a current or former substance abuse issue yes and b has severe legal issues tied to all of this every last person in this except for the women yeah Uh, all the marks mike's ex-wife and bobby's ex-wife yeah they're the only two in this that uh, oh and the brown haired woman the one that was the store the store manager the yeah who became the vp of marketing none of them have a single case a lawsuit the only thing well i don't know because the girlfriend got into that fight the brown haired woman the vp of marketing got her door kicked down because she did like and that's the thing because <laughs> she said, like, I am in a meeting. It's like everybody <laughs> wait in the lobby. Because everybody has an agenda here. It's hard to re- this is one document that's hard to tell what's true and what's not. Because everybody that has was a thing too. 
And that's why it's, you can't talk about this going point by point because- It just felt like everybody was lying. There's something, there's a counterpoint. Nothing, it's hard to tell what rings true. There's three um, claimants that have created the brand. One, two, three. Three, four, three? Three Three and a half. Yeah. Because Tony says he didn't create it, but Tony will happily be like, but I'm the one that brought it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I say like three and a half. Actually, let's go, let's go four because we can put Christian Ottajay as the other half. Yeah, because he, yeah. (laughs) So you have, it's not even clear who the creator is. No. And then you go into, then there's talk of like, you know, Tony claims Mark sent the hitman to take him out. Mark said oh that God. didn't happen. And then you got Mark claiming that Bobby tried to kill him. Bobby says that never happened. It's but the police so- were called. Yeah, they Bobby were there. Mark's ex-wife called the police because she wasn't yeah. sure whether he was going to try to kill him or not. Like it's like just, also like too busy trying to scam with these niggas to snatch the dicky labels off in the beginning and so Von Dutch on. Yeah. So she was complicit. She's lying too. Yeah, she everybody's just never got caught. lying. That's the thing. It's like there's so everybody much is lying. lying. <laughs> the entire movie, it just felt like everybody was lying. The entire movie. I'm sorry, the entire series. Yeah. Felt like everybody was fucking lying. It's very it's hard to it's 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 hard to to talk about this really as like a true fact for fact documentary because it's very much everybody's telling their story you got to try to discern what's true and what's not <laughs> that's yeah like the you, entire time and that's why i said if you want to watch this mini series cuz you can't really i myself cuz to me documentaries are based in facts right yeah in my mind that's how i that's how i distinguish it as a documentary it's something that's based in facts on on a base level it's based in provable facts yeah but with this this is a retelling of a company history that has never been documented anywhere anywhere really so this whole thing is based on accounts from people who were there. Right. So you can't really say it's based in a fact because it's all based in perspectives. And that's it. And fact. the question is, is like who's and majority of these people's like perspectives have been dosed, coded, and covered in substances. Yeah. So they don't even have a real sense of reality in my right. Right. None of them match. Who's 40? I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Okay, back to Von Duck. I'm about to say, I guess this episode is just about to be as ghetto as this subject. Might as well. I mean, the nigga was an hour and a half late. That's shady. The nigga was an hour half late. He left my groceries. Apparently, this bitch looks like she's a forty-year-old party girl. I mean, it's just all who, kinds of fuck. Who is a forty-year-old party girl? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Right. Oh, so it's 
but it's and so then you go into kind of because we've been talking about this for a minute i think i don't even know how long we've been doing this shit for i truly don't know literally like 45 minutes That's but it's like if you kind of get into like where von dutch started to disappear right it's funny I said Von Dutch. Oh, yeah, it was the oversaturation of the market. You were Not talking about the fake It's funny, I said Von Dutch and looked at my arm and I have like the most 2000s tattoo with this insect thing here. Like it's like, <laughs> I mean, they're here too. Insect is present. But it's, it's probably <laughs> designed by Von Dutch. They couldn't get Bob Mackey, so they went to Christian. Not at all. Not these. <laughs> oh, not those. Not these. Not those. <laughs> The only member of NSYNC I ever saw in Von Dutch was Timberlake, but that was when he was going heavy on that I'm white, but I date black girls, when he shaved his head and was wearing them big-ass diamond studs. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah. I'm the bad boy next door. It was like, post-Cornwall, but before he just kind of settled into, I'm just white. Like, it's... <laughs> you know, that was like 15 years later. Nonetheless, <laughs> the man of the wild. I wonder if there's some Von Death chats out there with that bear. The man I wonder, of the I have a question. I wonder how much, like, how many, like, landfills are filled with Von Dutch? Because I'm sure. Because they talk about, like, that. how much it was licensed out under Christian Odyssey. And it's like, yeah, they had the, they everything. Because they had like, Von Dutch kids. There was, like, pets. Yeah. And so you I get swear there was, like, that. lip balm. Yeah, there was like all this random Von Dutch shit that didn't have shit to do with the brand. But then yeah. at the height of all of the, at the height of the oversaturation, it comes out that the artist was a fucking racist. And Which, a, why and anybody surprised by this? Not at all surprised. Beyond me. Not at all surprised by any of this. No, they're like, oh my God, I didn't know he wrote a letter and said how Hitler, he was a white man who died. And when did he die in 92? Something like that, yeah. He died in 92. That means he, he was in like health and prime in the, in the middle of fucking slavery for fuck's sake. Like <laughs> this nigga, of course this nigga is a fucking racist. I mean, Why anybody is surprised by this? Slavery. I'm done. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Like, oh my God. We didn't know. It's like, you should have just assumed you fucking idiot. Yeah. I will say the saving grace, not just Tracy Mills, but also the saving grace of that brand, at least from what we see in the documentary. Um, I can't think of the gentleman's name. It was the guy with the glasses, kind of silver foxish. The the guy who kind of looks like a lawyer. Yes. Can't remember his with the name. Um, they only said it like once. No fat ago. ego gear. Yeah. They only he said it like flat one. out was That's like I can't remember. Yeah, we can't do this. Yeah. It's like we can't push this. We cannot push this product. Like we can't do this. Yeah. Um, Tony is coming out trying to like defend the brand. He was essentially like, yes, saying, so "Well, we the, it's the art versus that. the artist." Right, and it's like, sir, you could just say nothing. <laughs> right. Oh, this is before cancel culture. It's come on now. Like people, you people found out that the like. The brand is named after a man who was a fucking big raging. That's not canceling. Racist, homophobe, anti-Semitic. Yes, is everything. That he, hit, he had it. <laughs> and they're sitting there. Uh, the guy Ed was sitting there trying to. Well, 
he just didn't like people. I just don't like people and I'm not a bigot. Right. I hate everybody equally, regardless of your skin tone. Exactly. I, I just I hate you because you live. Right. I hate you because you breathe in my direction. That's it. But it's like I don't care what you look like. It's a very that people. skirt, then I got a problem in a peasant top, then it's war. I mean, I have questions about your life choices, but I don't hate you for that. I hate you because you exist and I probably think that no, I hate you for that. I hate you for that. I don't well, you know. No, 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 no. You're on my list. See, this is no. the thing. Because I think 98% of the population is dumb anyway, I expect it. I don't know. <laughs> I have very a peasant top and a Vine Dutch, Dutch jean skirt. Yeah. Like, bitch, you can't. Oh my gosh. Bitch, you can't even move. You're standing there walking around like Kim Kardashian wrapped in fucking caution shape, trying to make your way to the fucking runway. Secretly, that look was kind of everything. I that was look was everything. Really into it. it was beautiful. It was, it was, I was beautifully constructed. Bitch can't move, but I was into no. it. No. <laughs> and I hate to say it, like those kinds of looks where you can't move, you got to go all the way out and you just have to be carried everywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you just go full face into the whole ass fantasy. Like I kind of wish all. you would have paid somebody to carry her into the fashion show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I like a true get the pussy cat dolls they ain't doing shit but they still have their von dutch what else they got mm, yes <laughs> get the pussy cat dolls they'll carry you shit now i want to now i want to have like a 2000s party and we just all pull out the worst of y2k fashion i'm good i want to do that i'm good I saw somebody recently in a pair of velour tracksuits and I was looking at her ass waiting to see the juicy. And I was just like, this is not, I mean, this is not good. I mean, asked for a juicy tracksuit and I saw her hell the fuck now. Bitch, you might as well just wear your pajamas at that point. That's just wear I the pajama. Her. I said, just go, just go put on your pajamas. That's it. Just wear <laughs> your pajamas. Put your like, wig on, I put that hat on. I said, I folded on the Uggs. I folded on the Crocs. I'm not folding on this juicy tracksuit. I'm not buying this. Mm, I'm not Christian Adage ends up like pretty much running the brand into the ground with all no, of his licensing. And then he I beats it. Know, I didn't know Christian Adage was dead. Yeah, he died 2000. 13, 14? Something like that. I had no idea. Like fairly until, recently. I, I didn't know until yesterday. But that yeah. tells how, how I've been checking for Christian Artiger because I hadn't literally forgot he existed. Like, <laughs> the day that he died, I, I think I posted something on Facebook. Facebook, one of those little social media sites. I think it was Facebook. It was like, oh my God, Christian Artiger died. Somebody check on John from Johnny K plus eight. Make sure he's good. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Because that's all he wore was fucking Ed Hardy, which was nothing more than the exact same. It was the exact same style, the exact same the exact, looks. So, in my, because I tend to Google as I watch these things, and that's how I find out Christian Audrey died. I did not realize there was four other brands after Von Dutch that he had. That he had. So there was Ed Hardy. Yeah. Christian Audrey. Yeah, I remember Christian Audrey exclusive. What exclusive what? I don't fucking know what the fuck that was. I feel like it was all the same shit. Like it all looked the exact fucking same. And then there was another yeah. one I the name of. 
but they all look the same. Like, there's no way you would have known one from the other. <laughs> Yo, do you remember when he was on Rock of Love? Yes, I do. Right. We watched it. The, this is so full circle because we talked about that episode in one of the early I think it was episodes that same season. of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the second or... And so we talked about the Rock of Love episode that Christian Ardajay was a part of in like the second or third episode of this podcast. Yeah. So go back before we put it behind a paywall. <laughs> so I actually recently, not recently, well, I mean, I guess it was recently. It was earlier today. Um, I just so happened to fall into the Bondage website. I was on yesterday. They are still selling them ugly ass hats for a hundred bucks a piece. Like they're ugly puffer coats for four hundred. Right now, a hundred dollars for a fucking hat. There's new drops. (laughs) I know. I saw that earlier. There's like this black one with all this bullshit on it is sold out. Yeah. So there's you see those ugly glittery ones? I hadn't got there yet. But they're still selling hats for $89. The hoodies are $179. The joggers are $179. There's slides and bags. Okay, no shade. Those that cow print, those cow print slides, I kind of love those. I didn't. I don't like the label on them though. I, I it, that was, but that was their whole. But they're selling, but they're selling the bowling bags. You know, that's very two thousands. Yeah, I don't like those patterns on the hats, but I actually really like those Why patterns is this on the What is this rose gold reflective bullshit? What is this? Look, all of that tacky shit. The ugliest shit I've ever seen. And it looks like it's <laughs> fuck. Like, it looks like it hurts. I'm just waiting for the rhinestones because that's what's coming next. Yeah. It is so bad. If you're it looking, is so bad. Y'all, I see the glittery ones. God damn. Y'all need to go look at the Bondage website. These hats are fucking bad. Awful. And thinking about the fact that we used to like go up for this shit says that we all have mental health issues. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Because what the fuck? These bowling bags, I remember. So I remember when bowling bags, like bowling, that bowling ball style bag was my shit. Yeah. Because it was like, it's not too big. I can put it on my arm and I can put all my shit in it. Because that's when I had a sidekick and you motherfuckers was big. <laughs> Sidekicks yeah. were fucking huge. They were so big. And it paired well with your Air Force One high heels. I myself was a Timberland high heel girl, but I did have the Jordan heels too because I would wear those with my throwback jersey dresses. Mm. Man, that era was bad. No shade. I, I live on another pair of Timberland heels though. I was just looking at a pair the other day. I, I'm halfway considering buying a pair. I still to this day will always live for a either Jordan or Air Force One or Timberland boot. You like remember I used to live in my Jordan Hills and my Timberland Hill. You know, I used to wear them joints all the time. That used to be honest, that used to be the shit. That was the shit. I was that thinking of a pair of Timberland Hills the other day. I'm halfway tempted to buy a pair just because I still like them and they're comfortable. I don't care what anybody says, they're comfy. 
Yeah, no, they're, they're and you don't fall cute. in the fucking snow because they got good ass traction. So you ain't slipping in ice. Shit, dude, them fucking heels got better traction than most fucking cars. Yep. Like my God. Yep, you're not slipping on the ice. It's uh, I don't know. This brand was a mess. It was a mess through and through. Like, the backstory of this brand is even a bigger mess. And that's why it's so hard to try to talk about. Like when when we talked about doing this, neither of us knew the full backstory. So we didn't know what we were walking into. No, and it's not like, at all. To come into, because like you can't tell this story because you have to decide what story you believe. Yeah. And there's like five versions of this fucking story. Yeah. And oddly enough, only one acquittal. Only one. Only one. Only a single acquittal. But it's like, how do you, how do you tell the story of a company? And I always wondered why nobody has ever told the story of this company, because it's like, this company was flying high, like, $200 $200 million in sales, like, quarterly yeah. for two Really? Years. And that was in, like, it was a four-year period from their lowest low yeah. to their next it, lowest low. But like they <laughs> in went, the middle, they made uh, a fuck ton of cash. It went from bleeding 500000 quarterly to doubling and to tripling making $2 million quarterly. Yeah. Down to nothing in like five years. It's 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 interesting. It was interesting to me when Tony was like, "Yeah, I sold the company." I was like, "Wait a minute, Tony bought that shit? Like, who the fuck is buying Von fucking Dutch?" I guess the same people that are buying hundred dollar hats from Von Dutch. But I mean, yeah, it, it's. But the thing is, not everybody's trying to cash in on nostalgia, right? Now, now's the time. Yeah, now that's what I'm like. Yeah, that's if you're gonna re-release Von Dutch, this is the time to re-release Von Dutch. Everybody's yeah. trying to cash in on nostalgia. But I wonder when I look at this, I wonder if the if this documentary is gonna help or hurt, right? Because I mean, it's I don't think it's gonna hurt. I mean, because we're in the day and age of, like, sensationalism. The reason I say that is because nobody in this is, like, a good person. No. You don't root for... Like, I'm not going to say they're bad people, but they're not people that... They're morally questionable. Right. They're all questionable people. None of these people are people that you want to see when, although, Bobby Vaughn is fine. He was very fine then. He's still kind of fine now. I don't care what you say. Then, in all right. The well, I want to thank each and every one of you fine. for dropping on into this episode of Reality Rewind. Make sure to click the link in the bio for all that we do. No, <laughs> not doing that. You know, Bobby Vaughn looks like. Do you remember the closer <laughs> with Kara Sidwick? I didn't watch that, but go up. Okay, so for those of you that watch the closer, for those of you over the age of sixty. The Latino detective, I cannot think of that man's name. Bobby Vaughn looks exactly like that man. And I thought it was initially him. And I was like, wait a minute, when the fuck did he get a face tattoo? Like, oh, that's <laughs> not the same person. Not the same person. He did not work at Von Dutch. 
He's been an actor. No, when they showed them pictures of him when he was like younger, he was fine. I oh, when he was like gang gang. When he was out when there. When he left like white, like white surfer boy, that kind of aesthetic and went to like when he what they say, what they say, chalk it up, chalk it up. I was like, okay. No, he I'll give fine. you that. And he's it was a small window of time. He's not bad looking now. You nah, just question his looking. decisions. <laughs> And even his storytelling, he gets up like and is all animated and he shit kept standing and walking up, around. And I was like, "Where are you going, sir? Like, what are we? Like, nigga, you don't sit your black ass the fuck on down." Like he just, he kept getting That's up, so and I'm like, and he's like, he's like, and then you know he came in the room, and I knew that was my time, so I'm booking. I'm I'm like, oh, sir, sit down. What are we doing? He's going on the block. But he didn't do his shit in like a warehouse. He needed space. Like he was. He, this nigga gave us a fucking Broadway performance. A whole I ass like, one man you, show. Can you relax? Because I can't focus. It's he a really lot. He was the show. He gave he a was. range of emotions. He did. He was. He was the moment. Like he was. He was like, that he took girl. Us on a ride. Like I. So full disclosure. I did send an email trying to get him to be on this episode. Girl, no. It didn't happen, but Good. I tried. Because <laughs> no. I was like, well, shit, we gonna talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, he ain't got but one time to be like, I'm gonna find where you at, nigga. And it's like, girl, this is done. <laughs> That's like, close. I, this is a situation where it's like, I would be will. I would want to talk to all of them, just to, because I got questions. <laughs> and I just the only question I have is, are. so, the hats really? But the but that's the thing. So Christian Adige was the hats. That's even up for dispute because Tony says he did it. Uh, Mike I, says that he did it. That is up for disputes. I thought about it. I had to. Christian Audige was just like taking the tacky above. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, there's part nothing of that. about this brand that has a clear originator. You know what I'm saying? No. Everything about this brand, everything about this company depends on who you talk to, which is yeah. like such a odd company history like you can't write a company history because it's all depending on who you talk to honestly i feel like von dutch is probably one of the most american brands to have come up and reigned supreme for a time because the mysterious the the mystery about who actually owns it um the willingness to essentially kind of like sell out for profit mm-hmm. the slapping of the name on any and everything any murder surrounding it the drug trafficking uh that that bore it it's it, even like it's like fascination bitch okay let me say this let me just say this to everybody listening mm-hmm. when it when you are making something or talking about something Please stop referencing Beyonce and Jay-Z. Please. Jay-Z wore that. There was that one picture with that one hat. And then they just had Beyonce, Beyonce in a hat that probably wasn't even Von Dutch. One time, like, it didn't even say Von Dutch. 
No, I that didn't even say Von Dutch. Just a similar style. That's all it was. It's like she ain't even because, like, in the opening, first of all, they played Crazy Town, which I love that song. That was a strike. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I love that song. I don't care. Burnt out on it. Heard it too Who much. wasn't? Who Heard wasn't burned much. out on that fucking song? Like, Even now, I hear listen. it and I'm like, oh. But it's also something to be said that's the only song from that era that they really played. Yeah, licensing. Which tells me what their budget was because they couldn't get anything else licensed. Also, that play, like, they... Crazy Town, that video, their looks fit the aesthetic of what it fit the aesthetic of the the Von Dutch and Ali, the lead singer of Crazy Town, has also had substance abuse issues. Oddly enough, (laughs) I mean, not odd for him in his life because we kind of saw where this was going, but it's like it this tells you what the the mood board for Von Dutch was was. You know what I'm saying? Really, it was. It really was. But it's like kind of like a cookie cutter, like I'm the rebel, but I'm the rebel next door, sex, drugs, rock and roll. I take my kids to get cookies and brownies later, type shit. Yeah, like this, it very much was the, it was a mood board. Like it it very much was a thing. But it's like you go and you look at, I forgot where I was going with this. I'm also kind of intoxicated, so I completely forgot where this was. This thought was headed. This train derailed. I don't know where this train was going. <laughs> it's fine. We need to get off. We all need to get off board anyway, because we got a we got a, another stop to make on this journey we call life. <laughs> this journey of discovery. <laughs> I know you know when you know you finding you and I'm finding me. <laughs> it's a thing. Got a thing going. <laughs> um, well, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for popping on into Reality Rewind this week. It's our first real episode episode back after a bunch of work and life and bullshit. After our couple week hiatus. Um, we hope you enjoy our ridiculous ramblings regarding the ridiculous world and fashions of Von Dutch. Shut up, cat! In early five two K fashion. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this episode. I just, do, I do not care today. I am high on sinus pills and caffeine and I am loopy and annoyed. Um, make yeah. sure to click the links in the bios for everything that we do. And if you are a like shipped and Uber driver, shout out to y'all because it is hard work. It is. It, just it is. Just do Don't we leave shit outside if you... without calling or buzzing. Yeah, or if you're sleep. if you do shift or any type of any of that type of gig work, I understand it's hard, but still buzz bells. Yes. <laughs> like let Please. us know you're here. <laughs> let me know you're running late. You know, just you yeah, know, just let us know. I mean, I always tip, to take away from this. I always tip all my gig workers. I understand it's Thanks. it's the hustle, but you can also just let us know. Just please. <laughs> just talk. I am straight posting this shit on, on Instagram like y'all look at this shit yeah just talk um, it's okay like most 98% yes. of us understand because we get it it's, yes. a, it's a grind we get it we're all out here humping for something we understand just yes. let us know just let us know 
no shade. I just realized that you like I live in an apartment building on the third floor, and they're probably like, oh, I'm not coming up here, so I'm gonna just do this shit right here. Bitch, I don't want to buzz the door when I'm coming to visit. I mean, what is that like? You could still buzz the door and say, Hey, I'm at the door. Like, I'll come down. Like, it's cold. I, I understand. I'm not gonna put you through that. I just wanted to know that my groceries and things were here. Yeah. Well, you let me know, just not in the way that I was hoping. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah God bless. All right, bye, y'all.